Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 12, Chapter 144. Our church had by now reached its present dimensions, but was devoid of any relics. Accordingly, Cardinal Agostino Cusano, who held Philip always closer to his heart than all others, decided to enrich it with such a great treasure. He thought this over and decided to do all in his power to have the relics of the holy martyrs, Papias and Maurus, transferred to our church with papal permission from the diaconal church of Sant'Andreano, of which he was the titular at that time. The occasion for this was as follows. They had decided to restore the high altar of that church, which was very ancient, and to redecorate it. When they began this, the workmen who were destroying the ancient altar discovered several bodies of distinguished martyrs, namely the virgin Flavia Domitilla, her eunuchs, Nereus and Achilleus, Marius and his wife Martha, and finally Papias and Maurus, officers in the Roman army, buried in three separate compartments with the original inscriptions. At Philip's desire and request, Cardinal Augustino asked Pope Sixtus V for permission to transfer the sacred bodies of Saints Papias and Maurus from the diaconal church of Saint Adriano into our new church of Our Lady and Saint Gregory in the Vallicella. This was granted by the Pope's generous command. On the 11th of February, 1590, the receptacle in which the bones of the holy martyrs were contained was unsealed and opened, and a small portion of the saint's bones extracted, as the Pope wished, to be retained in the church of San Adriano as a witness and reminder of their long repose there. The receptacle was then closed and sealed up and placed within a wooden chest, tied with a red silk cord, the coffin was then lifted out of its resting place onto a bier and placed in front of the high altar in front of a large congregation. Germanico Fideli, who was prefect of ceremonies, gave the signal, and the procession began to move from the church of San Adriano towards the Arch of Severus, then to the capital, thence to Piazza Altieri, along the Strada Pontificia to Monte Giordano, and so finally it came to rest in our church. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. 
In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you go to Rome today and you visit the ancient Roman Forum, that is in the center of Rome, where the ancient um, Senate was, the main life of ancient Rome, you can still visit this church. It's no longer a church because it was later realized that St. Adriano was the ancient Roman Senate. And so uh, in the Italian Risorgimento in the 20th century, when they were doing a lot of archaeology, there was an effort to sort of restore it to its original purpose before it became a church. Um, and so you can you can go visit that that building. Um, there's also other churches along the Roman Forum there. But this event we read about tonight is quite remarkable because it shows us that saints can li have lived and died and can even be forgotten by the church. And the church can sort of forget where they, she put these saints. So these saints were there. Some of them were Roman soldiers. Some of them were married. Some of them were virgins. It's a very unique group of saints. And they were all together in this altar, under the altar, and they're discovered. And then Cardinal Cusano wants to do something for Philip. And why is this important for us? Well, first of all, we need to have mercy on each other. When we find that people we care about or people that we rely on forget things. If Holy Mother Church can forget the bones of a saint where she put them, then anyone else can forget things too. Human beings are forgetful. But sometimes that forgetfulness is part of God's providence. I don't just mean he permits it, but it seems to be that the angels even conspire to make us forget things. And we often need to, to notice that. That sometimes the Lord wants us, as it were, to forget something for some other purpose. And the rediscovery of these bones in 1590 was precisely at the time when the Oratorians were finishing their church and Cardinal Cusano wanted to do something for Philip. So the first thing is, let's be patient with each other during Advent when people are forgetful. But secondly, let us ask for the grace to want to do things for other people, like Cardinal Cusano. He knew this would make Philip very happy. He knew that the oratorians would take care of these relics. And so he decided to do something for Philip. He wanted to do good to someone he cared about. And this is what it means to love. First of all, to accept a loving acceptance of the other person as he or she is. Accepting them, embracing them, realizing that they've been put here by God. And before we can want anything for them, we have to accept them. And then after we've accepted them, we've embraced them as somehow united to us, 
We want to will good to the other person. And Cardinal Cusano willed good to St. Philip and the Oratorians. And then he used his authority as a cardinal to go to the Pope and to get all the proper permissions. It's not enough, St. Philip said, that something be a good thing for us to just do it. It's not enough that it's good. But does the Lord want this from us at this time in this way through our instrumentality? And so Cardinal Cusano, he didn't, he wasn't sneaky. He didn't try to sort of do something behind the Pope's back. No, he went to the Pope and asked and didn't know. The Pope could say no, the Pope would say yes. But he went through the right channels. And so tonight, as we're trying to do good for others, let us also try to be prudent. Let us also try to be respectful. Let us also try to think about how other people will perceive things and the ways in which we should do things and who we should talk to, who we should consult. All this kind of prudence, all this kind of being careful helps us to be charitable. And so tonight, as we think about St. Juan Diego, the first night of the apparition of Our Lady of Guadalupe, we know that Our Lady herself wills good to people. She appears that she might convert the people of Mexico to her son. Were they perfect? No, but she loved them anyway. She accepted them. And then she wanted to do something good for them to build a church there for them. And we too want to ask for the grace to accept one another in love and to do good for each other. When shall we begin to do good? St. Philip used to ask. Have we failed? Yes. Is it hard to do good? Yes. Are we discouraged? Maybe. But we cannot stop trying to do good. The hour for doing good is not over yet. Advent is here. This is the hour to wake from sleep. We don't know how long we will have. And when we're judged, we want to say to the Lord, I was trying to do some good for people. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.